Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first official edition of the Locked On Magic Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network and Orlando Magic Daily. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I am the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and the Locked On Magic podcast is an idea that uh, was was brought to me by David Locke, who's who uh, works uh, who covers the Utah Jazz uh, as a radio broadcaster, uh, and he wanted to create create a kind of daily radio da- daily podcast for every team in the league. So every weekday morning, we'll probably go about fifteen to to twenty minutes or so uh, here talking about the latest issues going on with the Orlando Magic. Uh, going on around the league and, and, and just kind of discuss what, what's happening. And then there's obviously a lot going on where we're hitting the offseason, but this is a big, big week for the team as the draft is coming up. So today on the show, we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to have our countdown segment where I'll discuss the, the, the top five magic needs for the offseason and, and really kind of hone in on, on what the magic are looking to do this, this offseason. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's something that's on the site that's been generating some discussion. Um, the the article written by Mike Calandrillo Trio about uh, uh, chasing Jimmy Butler and what the Magic might have to do there. I know he had a a somewhat controversial uh, trade offer, but uh, it's definitely something worth worth discussing. Uh, whether the Magic can get in the Jimmy, Jimmy Butler race, uh, and then we'll look ahead to uh, what's going on this week on Orlando Magic Daily, specifically the the draft coverage that we'll be having. But the first thing we got to talk about is the thing that everyone in the NBA is talking about, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers winning the NBA championship. Uh, yes, I am starting the first official edition of a Magic podcast talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's it's unavoidable on this Monday. They won the championship in one of the one of the most entertaining, compelling games. I have I have seen in in my relatively short life, but uh, there's been a lot of basketball watched in, in that short life, uh, and it was just gorgeous to watch. Um, LeBron James was fantastic throughout the entire series. I was really impressed with how Kyrie Irving came of age. Uh, I, I love seeing young players take their step up to, on the big stage, and you know Kyrie Irving entered this playoffs one player and. Uh, and, and left a completely different player, a, a player that I think is more confident and, and a player that, that has a more sure place in the league. Uh, but, you know, it was just such an, a, such an incredible game. One of the best NBA games that I've watched, both Golden State and Cleveland, have nothing to be ashamed for. I don't think Golden State has anything to be ashamed for losing in Game 7. I know they fell short of winning the championship, which is something that, that they you know had to want to do after winning 73 games, had to believe that this was the culmination of one of the greatest seasons in NBA history. I would still consider it the, one of the great seasons in NBA history, regardless of whether they won the title or not. But they fell short, and they fell short not because of you know their not because they're a jump shooting team, not because of of injuries, although I do think that played a role. They they fell short 
simply because the Cavs were able to execute better than them. They were able to slow their offense down enough. They were able to get out in transition. They were able to get superhuman performances from LeBron James and Kyrie Irving in those last three games, and they deserved the title. So congratulations to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit of a Magic connection. The Magic traded Channing Fry in the middle of the season to Cleveland. Didn't play very much in the finals, um, but he was he was critical for them uh, in the run to the finals, especially in in the in the semis against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you know, Channing got dumped on a lot in Orlando. I think he was the the favored scapegoat. Uh, for the team, most people consider his four-year, $32 million an overpay. Uh, he didn't perform up to expectations for sure. And, you know, I found myself in the aftermath, you know, I've gotten to know Channing a little bit from, from my interactions with him uh, behind the scenes and, and in the locker room. And, you know, he's he's a very laid-back guy. He, he works hard. Um, he's obviously been through a lot. He, he enjoys life, and, and he's, he's a good guy to have in the locker room. And in a serious environment like Cleveland, he is the right kind of veteran off the bench that you need. And he would come in, do his thing, and you could take him out. Uh, Orlando just wasn't a good situation for him. And it's and, and, and it's, he's not the kind of player anyone should blame. He's not the kind of player uh, anyone should should be mad at or, or, or angry that he, he helped Cleveland and not Orlando. It just wasn't a good situation for him. Uh, Orlando was a young team. They needed, they needed some seriousness from their leader. And Channing, well, I think he could be serious, and I think that he could be a good leader for the team, and was in many ways. I'm sure many players will say he influenced them in some way. I, if I'm not mistaken, he was elected as a team captain by his teammates, so he he did have influence in that locker room. Uh, but he just was not able to perform on the court, not not with the group the Magic had. They couldn't spread the floor enough for him. They couldn't get him the ball in the spots he liked, and the Magic just couldn't figure out a way to use him. Uh, if you look. To me, Channing Fry is the kind of player that makes good teams better, like the Cavaliers. Uh, when he's used the right way, he, he can make teams better. But when he's not used the right way, he can he can detract a little bit. I mean, you look at the way he played in December. In December, when the Magic were winning, he was one of the best players on the team. It was it was no coincidence that Scott Skiles decided to start him then uh, to help spread the floor. And, and frankly, it worked. Uh, you, you get to 19 and 13. And it clearly, clearly worked. Uh, and then it stopped working. And, and maybe Skyle stuck with it a little too long. Uh, certainly trusted Fry more than he should have. And with another kind of slow-footed defensive player behind him in, in Nikola Vucevic, he was obviously a liability on defense. But, you know, Fry kind of played his role well uh, in, that, in that brief, brief moment in time. But otherwise, the Magic couldn't figure him out. And, you know, they made the decision to clear cap room, which which they've made the decision on a few other guys to clear cap room. And so, you know, the seven point whatever million dollars that he was going to be paid this year, you know, was going to be used on something else. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate it didn't work because Channing's a great guy. And I'm happy for him personally that, that he won the championship. And uh, I think Magic fans should be too. He's, he's, a, he's, a, good, he's a good dude and... and uh, does not deserve any any hate uh, for, for his time in Orlando. So now we're going to move on to the countdown section. The season's over. The, the, the you know, confetti has fallen. It's been cleaned up off the Oracle Arena floor. I assume the, the Cavaliers have left Las Vegas uh, for, their, for their party detour. Um, and uh, um, 
you know, there's obvious, there's obviously now something to pick up because it's draft week. It's 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 off season time. You know, how do the Warriors get better? How do the Cavs get better? What's going to happen with Kevin Durant? You know, it's it's time to start digging deep into the off season, folks, because the draft is Thursday, and so. You know, when it comes, we've, we've talked a little bit about it. I've kind of danced around it a little bit on, on several articles that, that I've written on Orlando Magic Daily over the last two, three, two, three months now uh, that the playoff, during the playoffs. What are the Magic's needs this offseason? What do they need to accomplish uh, from now in the next two months, really, from now until the beginning of the season to get to the playoffs? Because essentially... This team's goal now is make the playoffs in 2017. It's almost going to be a do-or-die season. And so there's a lot they have to do. And so if I were going to list the, the five needs that the Magic have, and, and I may put these in order, I may not, um, you know, there are, def- there are some definite needs that I think the team needs to address. Um, I think they need to get a backup point guard. And it's no offense to C.J. Watson. C.J. Watson ha- just, just had a really difficult season last year. He just could he couldn't stay healthy, number one. And when he was in, you know, he, he wasn't able to shoot the balls effectively. And I think some of that was lingering with the injury. He just had this just weird and you know calf strain that just wouldn't go away. And so I don't think he was ever hundred percent healthy throughout the year. And it hurt the magic dramatically. Uh in, in it hurt the magic dramatically throughout the season. Uh Alfred Payton, everyone knows this. Had a bad season. I've been having like constant debates with people, you know, saying the Magic need to trade Alfred Payton. They need to try and trade up and get Chris Dunn. They need to, you know, get a point guard in this draft. I, I don't think that's quite where the Magic are going to get this. I think it's it's not so much they need a backup point guard. They need a veteran backup point guard, someone who's going to be comfortable in a bench role, push Payton a little bit, and teach him to. Uh, Payton did a lot of good things last year. When when the Magic were really good last year, it was because Alfred Payton was playing really really well. So I don't think the Magic need to quite be looking for his replacement yet. But they do need to find a consistent backup point guard because what happens when Peyton gets hurt? Are you going to rely on C.J. Watson? Are you going to bring in a third point? You know, are you going to bring in a third point guard? Or are you going to run with Shabazz Napier another year? Because Shabazz has one more year on his contract. Uh, it was clear last year that that, that combination didn't work. When Peyton got hurt, they had nowhere to go. They probably paid Peyton through some injury because of it. Now, Peyton's not going to complain. He, he wants to play. He hates missing games. But... That they really struggled when guys got hurt, and so that's that's a big thing that the Magic are going to have to solve this year. Uh, the next need that that I think the Magic need to find is, is they need to find some rim protection. Uh, and while I think this is a a pressing need, um, it's not a super pressing need. Uh, I, I've said for a long time, you know, the Nikola Vucevic question is a big question for this team. Can you build a playoff caliber, championship quality defense? around a center who isn't great guarding the pick-and-roll and can't protect the rim. Uh, Vucevic is a skilled offensive player. Um, I'll be answering a mailback question on this a little, in a little while, um, in, in a, some, at some point this week. You know, Vucevic is undoubtedly a fantastic offensive player, uh, one of the best offensive centers in the league. Uh, but his defensive shortcomings, I think, hold the magic back. And so he's good enough where he's, he certainly can start in this league and be successful as a starter. But can you build a championship defense around him? Can you? Are, are is your team limited by him? And so the question that I have is: you, you can't trade him yet because he's he's too valuable. But 
can you find a suitable replacement? Can you begin grooming a replacement behind him? And so this is where I think the Magic are going to go in the draft. I think uh, Deontay Davis, Scal Abissier, Jakob Pertl, maybe DeMontis Sabonis. Um, this, is, this is a need the Magic can address in the draft. Uh, they've got Dwayne Denman as a restricted free agent. But if you draft a guy like Lavoisier or Deontay Davis, you don't need to re-sign Deadman anymore. You, they, those guys should be able to replace whatever Deadman gave you in his production, and you could possibly grow them into something eventually to replace Vucevic, or you know you can begin shopping Vucevic around because you feel confident that you have a replacement behind him. The, the, the key with Vucevic to me, and, and you could, I think you can say the same thing about Peyton too, is you can't trade Vucevic until you have his replacement in place. That position, the center and the point guard position, are just so difficult to find if you have at least some quality there. And I think both Vucevic and Peyton have proven they're starters in this league, or can be starters in this league. Whether they can be starters on a winning team is, is a question for another day. The, the, you, you can't get rid of those players until you know who's replacing them, until you know you've got another starter quality there, until you've got another star, starter quality there. So... Finding a rim protector could be finding a starting center rim protector so you have the freedom to move Vucevic. It could, it, it could mean drafting a rim protector so that you have someone behind there to fill that role. Um, those are two big questions for the Magic to, to, to address as, as, they go, as they begin their offseason plans. Um, the next need I think the Magic have is they've got to get some shooting. Um, this will be need number three. They've, they've got to find some shooting. Uh, Hazonia is, is a good shooter, um, should get more get more playing time, so that may fill naturally. Victor Oladipo and Aaron Gordon are both improving three-point shooters. Um, Alfred Payton actually improved a little bit as a three-point shooter. He's obviously still got a long way to go before defenses respect him as a three-point threat. But it, the Magic have to keep finding shooters. Um, they'll probably re-sign Evan Fournier. Uh, I think that will be a big... Uh, that will be a big... You know, a big thing for them just to keep a shooter in place. Um, he's obviously going to push for starters' minutes, and so that raises some other questions about the roster. Uh, but they've they've got to become a better shooting team. They've got to be able to spread the floor so Peyton and Oladipo can attack. Uh, Vucevic can step out and shoot and shoot mid range. You know, maybe he extends out to the three point line. I don't think that would be the worst idea, but I don't think it's necessarily a a good idea. He's got other things he probably needs to work on as well. Um, but get, getting more shooting on the floor will benefit this team, and, and I think as they look for players, they've got to find find shoot. They've got to find shooting and say, can this guy shoot? Can this guy spread the floor for our guys? Uh, that's that's going to be key, especially since Frank Vogel has some has had historically some some struggles offensively, and now that the Magic want to play up tempo, they'll have to uh, they'll have to be able to spread the floor to, to create driving lanes. Uh, the next need that I see for the Magic, um, our fourth need. Uh, Probably, I wouldn't put this number two. I'd probably say that shooting is, is the number two need. This is the number three, maybe number four need after rim protection. Uh, they've got to get some length on the perimeter. Uh, I, I can't count how many times during the during the season last year after the trade when Oladipo and Fournier were playing together at the two and three, and I just said to myself, man, the Magic could really use someone with some length at the three who can play physical with some of the bigger, smaller small forwards and can just disrupt disrupt players when he switches. Uh, Oladipo's a great defender. He has good length for a shooting guard. He, he, attacks, he attacks guards really, really well. Uh, but switching Oladipo and Fournier, you're not gain, gaining much. I mean, the, the problem, again, is Fournier is not really a small forward. He, he succeeds on offense at small forward, 
but he's not really a defensive small forward, and that limits what the Magic can do in, in many, many ways. Um, so that'll be something to watch this season or this, this offseason, whether the Magic targets some length on the perimeter. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot, of, a lot of Magic fans have thought, you know, maybe the Magic will go out and sign Harrison Barnes. He certainly fits that description. Um, he, he can shoot, so he, he fills another box as well. Uh, I, I think, you know, there are some other players out there too that, that kind of fit that. Chandler Parsons has some length, although he's not known as a defensive player. Uh, you know, you can you can check off a couple of these needs with, with one player, and the more you can check off with one player, the better. But getting some length to, to, to really swarm guys defensively, we know Vogel's going to teach defense and preach defense. That's going to be a big thing for this Magic team. And the final need that I see for the Magic is they got to find a star. Um, and, and that'll lead us into our on-the-site segment in just a moment, but they've got to find a, a star. they got to find someone that stirs the drink. You know, maybe it is Victor Oladipo. We've been saying this. We said this all last year. When is Victor Oladipo going to make a star turn? We all thought it was coming last year, and it never quite came. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether Oladipo can finally take that step up. It'll be interesting to see whether Aaron Gordon could take that step up. I mean, we saw what he did before Summer League last year. If he can stay healthy this summer, who's to say he won't make that that kind of a leap where the Magic can give him the ball and really rely on him a lot more? And, you know, if you have a bunch of guys that, that can do that and you can kind of do it by committee, maybe you can get away with it for another year without making a big move for kind of a an established star. But as, as most people know, um, Magic, the Magic want to talk, you know, it seems like Magic fans want to talk about this maybe more than the Magic do, but you know, are the Magic going to get involved in the chase for a distressed property uh, uh, for a star? I mean, I think a lot of people expect the Magic to go after some big names in free agency. I think we all expect them to go after Al Horford with the cap room that they have. Um, they could make a, a move and still have enough cap room to go after a couple guys. Uh, but if the Magic really want to make this summer big, they're going to have to find a trade that makes them more attractive to a free agent before the draft. I mean, I think I've been saying this for a while. If, if the Magic want a guy like Al Horford, if they want a guy like, like, you know, even, I mean, for instance, if they wanted to get into the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, they don't have the roster to compete right now because Kevin Durant wants to win championships. And so you've got to have a championship roster ready for him to, to arrive. And I think to a lesser extent with some of these other big names like Mike Conley and Al Horford, that's the same. They want to win. They're at a stage of their career where they want to win. And so you've got to be able to prove to them really physically on paper say we're ready to win right now and so if you keep the magic roster as constructed a 35 win team that is growing is that enough to get a big name free agent and to me my concern is no it is not so what do you do with the draft what do you do in this next week before the before the free agency begins to change that equation to change that narrative we saw phoenix do that when they signed tyson chandler nearly stole Lamarcus aldrich from from portland and san antonio um, so you, you can still do it in free agency, but obviously there, there are inherent risks in there too. Uh, you clear a lot of cap room, you go get your guy, and then you're cut, you, you, maybe you overpay for him, and then you're stuck with him if, if you strike out. Um, flexibility is still key here. But the Magic certainly have some assets. They have some guys that they could trade. They have some guys that they could offer. They have some guys they might be willing to part with for a star. The deal that we've all been talking about pretty much since February when it was rumored was Nikola Vucevic, the 11th pick, and Victor Oladipo for Jimmy Butler and some other pieces, possibly like a Taj Gibson or, or you know, maybe a Doug McDermott or, uh, you know, whatever makes the salary works, salaries work. 
Um, you know, Jimmy Butler is becoming the hot commodity in the NBA in the NBA trade market. There's no doubt about it. Boston's going to go after him. There's rumors Minnesota offered the fifth pick for him, and, and they pushed back and wanted Wiggins. So obviously, Chicago is looking for something big in return for Butler. They're not looking to take a step back. If they're going to trade Butler, it's going to set. They're going to be in a position to be set up better for the future, or to win now. I, I don't think they're looking to rebuild. And so, as the Magic, you have to ask yourself, what do you have to offer that will satisfy those needs? Uh, Oladipo and Vucevic to me is not enough. Uh, we know what that tandem gets you, and that's about 35 wins right now. Uh, is, you know, would Chicago be willing to, to, to settle for that and, and do a complete rebuild? It doesn't seem that way right now. Uh, I know Mike it put together an interesting offer uh, that, that just involving Evan Fournier in a sign-in trade that, that just feels very remote to me. I, 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 let, I let it get published, and, and, and you know, I think he, he made a compelling argument for why something like that could work. I, I, just, I personally just don't see Evan agreeing to that. Um, if, if Evan Fournier is going to leave Orlando, he will not go somewhere that Victor Oladipo is going to. Uh, and, and frankly, if the Bulls really wanted Evan Fournier, why do they have to give up Jimmy Butler for him? Because essentially, you know, Victor Oladipo and Jim, Jimmy Butler are very, very similar players, uh, but Butler's still the better option long-term. And that's why the Magic might be willing to give up on give up on Oladipo, and then give up's a strong word, but might be willing to trade Oladipo for a guy like Jimmy Butler, an established star, who can attract free agents, who can you know buy into a, a veteran defensive coach and Frank Vogel, and uh, can push the team further. Uh, so you know, obviously, a lot of issues swirling around the Magic this week. You got a lot of needs you need to fill. You've got the draft coming up. You've got all this different stuff going on, uh, and the team has to be ready to act. They have to be ready to. To, to attack opportunities as they come up, and they've got to be prepared for this draft. Uh, obviously, they haven't leaked very much information. There was a reported workout with Deontay Davis. Uh, you can check out a, actually, you can check out a player profile on Deontay Davis on OrlandoMagicDaily.com this morning. Um, you can find it. You can find it there. I'm sure I'll be promoting it throughout the the week too, uh, throughout the yeah throughout the week before the draft begins. Um, and obviously, we've got a lot of player profiles and a lot of draft content coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll be digging a little bit deeper into the draft. Uh, Tomorrow, on, um, we'll be digging a little bit deeper into the draft and, and who might the Magic might pick tomorrow on the Locked On Magic podcast. So be sure to subscribe to the Orlando Magic Daily podcast feed. It might be under Locked On Magic podcast. This, this is literally new. This Today is the first episode, so um, there will be some kinks to work out. You can also check us on Audio Boom. Search Locked On Magic uh, as well. Um, that'll be the new name of the Orlando Magic Daily podcast. Uh, we'll still do... Some longer-winded shows um, every uh, about every other week. Uh, I'm due for one now, actually, uh, so we may do one a- after the draft as well. Uh, but be sure to check out here. We'll do one every single every single weekday. So there'll be a new episode of the Lockdown Magic podcast tomorrow. I-, I promise it'll be much shorter. I'm still getting the timing down right on the things, and obviously, I did a, a long countdown segment to-, to get us teed up for the off season. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Lockdown Magic podcast. Uh, really appreciate it. I'm really excited for this journey, and uh, you know, for everyone on the Locked On po- Locked On Podcast Network, be sure to check out some of the other great podcasts that'll be that'll be joining on in, in the coming days. 
So for Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll check you tomorrow uh, on the Lockdown Magic podcast. We'll see you then. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.